Two scripture readings this morning. The first one is Psalm 11, which is found on page 851 in your pew Bible. In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes the son of men. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked and those who love violence his soul hates. On the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. Upright men will see his face. And the second one is 2 Timothy 2, verse 14 to 19. And that is on page 1854. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene among them. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have wandered away from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of, Lord, of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Shall we have a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you, Lord, that in the light of your words we may see the light. And we thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light upon our pathway. Lord, we pray that these words that we read may continue to be instilled in our hearts through the operation of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, bless us now as we hear your word explained. In Jesus' name, amen. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, we believe that the Bible is God's Word. We believe that the Bible is the infallible rule for our faith and life. We believe that the Bible is God's letter to His people. 
And he comes to us with tremendous promises, tremendous assurances, but he also comes to us with many very searching questions. Think of Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is a wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And there are many other searching questions. We find one in Psalm 11. If the foundations are destroyed, what will the righteous do? And there is a very searching question in Luke chapter 18. Perhaps you remember the story. It's the parable about the widow who went to an unbelieving judge to ask for justice. And the unbelieving judge did not really want to bother with her. But she kept coming to him. And finally, he said, I will hear you and I will listen to you. And then, of course, the parable compares this with our prayer life. And then a very deep, searching question. When the Lord will come again, will he find faith on earth? Now, of course, you are faced with these questions as I am. And like Jacob, we struggle. And by the grace of God, in the light of his holy word, we find answers. And the answers are given, for example, in the two letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. Now, Timothy was a very young pastor in the city of Ephesus. And as a young pastor in a very brutal and terrible world, he needed encouragement and love, wisdom and knowledge. And where did he find it? First of all, and I think of all the mothers and fathers and grandmothers and grandfathers here this morning. Timothy, his mother Eunice, and his grandmother Lois, they taught him in the Holy Scriptures. And of course, in our imagination, we can see the scene Timothy as a young child, here is his mother, here is his grandmother, and they teach him the great and wonderful and searching 
and beautiful things of the Lord. So much, in fact, that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we read, All the scriptures is inspired by God, Timothy. So we are going to tell you, Timothy, about Genesis, Exodus, and all the books of the Old and New Testament in as far as we know them. And so Timothy was instructed in the holy and beautiful things of the Lord. And how he needed it in a world of Nero, in a world of, of, of terrible anti-Christian powers, how he needed it to stand upon the holy word of God. And so the Apostle Paul, who himself had to be instructed in the holy word of the Lord, and who was converted by the Lord on the way to Damascus, the Apostle Paul loved Timothy. And of course, we love people who are wise in the Holy Word of God, who understand what the Word of God is teaching and encouraging us from day to day. And so he writes two letters to Timothy. In the first letter, he talks about how to worship and how to deal with widows and how to deal with the power of money and many other things. In the second letter, he particularly talks about false teachers, false prophets. And in those days, there were many, many false teachers and false prophets. I already mentioned Nero, and that was from the outside. Nero, who very radically hated everything that was opposed to him. And so he required, at the point of death, to worship him alone. And thousands of Christians were murdered and killed. And of course you see the identity with our times when thousands of Christians are being killed for the sake of their faith in Jesus. Thousands are being persecuted. Older people, young, young children. And that is the outside. And then Timothy hears about the inside. About people within the church and the churches who were broadcasting and advocating false teachings. <clears throat> and of course he mentions two names. Hymenaeus and Philetus. 
En Hymenaeus in 1 Timothy 1 verse 20 is called being in Satan's hands. And what did they teach? Well, the Bible is very clear about it. The resurrection has already taken place. And in our thinking, that means forget about sin, forget about the devil, forget about the world, forget about all the other things. We are already in the resurrection. And of course, the Apostle Paul, who like no one else, inspired by the Holy Spirit in all his letters, points out very clearly that unless you know your sins in the light of God's holy word, that unless you know the ways of the evil one, that unless you can stand against false teachers as Luther, as you remember in this 500th anniversary of the Reformation, said the mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark. Now that is what the Apostle Paul, of course, kept emphasizing in his letters, particularly the great letter to the Roman Christians. And so he points that out to Timothy. Timothy, you will be exposed to Nero and anti-Christian powers. And you will especially also be exposed to false teachings. For instance, the people who say the Bible is not God's word but only here and there it is found in the Bible. And of course you know how popular that teaching is in our day when preachers and theologians and philosophers try to enter into our thinking with all kinds of subtle teachings They do not really believe that the Bible is the infallible rule for our faith and life. And so they come with all kinds of stories and theologies and philosophies. And they corrupt very slowly the minds of God's people. And there are, of course, we can talk about it for hours other false teachings, like, let us say, the Jehovah Witnesses who do not believe in Genesis 1 verse 1 that the Word is Christ. And like our Muslim friends who do not believe that Christ was crucified and that the Holy Blessed Trinity is a fable is something that uh, people dreamed about. And there are many other false teachings. 
And of course, Timothy, young as he is, he has to absorb these things as you and I daily have to absorb the Holy Word of God. And if you don't do it, brother, something will happen. You will subtly and very trickily, if that is a word, be influenced by the world and by the evil one. You will not stand upon the sure foundation any longer. And then, congregation, we hear that tremendous word in 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. And maybe write this word on the mirror of your bathroom. Nevertheless, on the contrary, in opposition to, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. And it has this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now that is the that is the that is the assurance that you and you and you and I need in these devastating times when all over the world we see the influences of the evil one when all over the world we see millions of God's people being hunted down like beasts and animals when all over the world in Lacombe, in Red Deer, or wherever you live, we see how the evil one, the powers of darkness, are busy with us to change us, to change our thinking, to help us to accommodate to the zeitgeist, the Germans say, the spirit of the times, which is a spirit of death. Nevertheless, what a word. Perhaps you say, how come that you take this particular message about 2 Timothy 2.19? Well, it has to do, I have to go back a long time in my mind like some of you here, and I myself, we went through the last world war. I was a child of nine when it started and 14 when it ended. And then I read a sermon about a pastor who had been imprisoned in a Japanese concentration camp which I understand were even worse than the Nazi concentration camps and on 1 January the 1st 1944 when they had lost so many of their fellow prisoners shot to death martyred 
abused, just killed this pastor. He talked to a whole group of fellow prisoners and he said, Dear friends, dear friends, dear brothers, we are in the midst of a slaughtering house. We are in the midst of terrible, terrible things. But nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands sure. Emmanuel, God is with us. We will make it because we are more than conquerors through him who loved us and who gave himself for us. So we stand upon this sure foundation. And it has this seal, God's seal. The Lord knows those who are his. Think about it. Here we are on this Sunday morning. The Lord knows those who are his. Maybe all of us are saved. Perhaps there are some here this morning who say, Dear man on the pulpit, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I am full of doubts. I am full of uncertainties. Well, let me tell you, dear man, or dear young people, there is only one sure foundation amidst all the foundations that are being destroyed, the foundations of marriage, the foundations of, call it courtship, the foundations of the state, the foundations of schools, public schools, where theories of sexuality are being imposed totally contrary to the Holy Word of God. When the foundations are being destroyed, what are the righteous do? What do you do? What do I do? Well, for one thing, I write my MLA. For another thing, I write my MP, the Member of Parliament. For another thing, I can at least express myself in many different ways in order to oppose, oppose all those who stand against the Lord because I truly believe I stand upon the foundation which is Christ the Lord. And the Lord knows those who are His. The Lord knows what I do for Him and not do for Him. And the Lord knows that everyone that names the name of the Lord should depart from iniquity should walk in his holy ways, should not consider the Lord only an emergency exit, should not consider the Lord only 
call it to be an appendix. Someone that you only call upon in, in times of trial and in times of despair. Thank God that we may know this foundation which is the holy word of God. And if you know it, and if I know it, then very eagerly and very zealously you daily go to that word like someone who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. And you have a renewed approach to life. Because 2 Timothy or 2 Corinthians 5, 11, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All has become new. What a privilege it is that this congregation, and you too, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, that you too may stand upon this foundation which is Christ the Lord. And then as Luther experienced the forces of evil and of darkness and of anti-Christian powers may come, but like Luther we say, my conscience is captive only to the Holy Word of God. And here I stand I cannot do otherwise. So help me, God. What a comfort. All other grounds is sinking sand, but in Him there is stability. In Him, He is the way. In Him, He is the light. In him, he is the truth. And he goes before me. He is the forerunner in the race. And what a blessing it is. We look at the forerunner and we know nearer, still nearer, God is with us all the way in every life situation. Now blessed be Jehovah God, the God of Israel. Amen.